Hello, and welcome back to another FACT Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. Well, in today's episode and continuing episodes on books that changed Dr. Clary's life, I thought I would dive into a little spiritual slash religious um, bent. If spirituality and religion is not your thing, just skip this podcast. I'm okay with it. You won't hurt my feelings. But I did have a lot of people ask me, Fred, you know, where where do you get your spirituality from? Where do you start? Well, the the author that really changed how I looked at the world is a priest, a Catholic priest called George Maloney, George A. Maloney. He was a Jesuit, but he was an Eastern Rite Catholic. And people were like, well, what does that mean? Well, let me let me clarify. You know, about 90% of the Roman Catholic Church is the 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 rite or the ritual that you see, where you go in, stand set, kneel, there's an altar there, you walk up, you get a wafer, there's certain prayers that are or uh, denounced, and then you go home. There is an Eastern Church, the Eastern Christian Church, which really has never changed, that um, the Roman Catholic Church left, and this is way before the Protestant movement. So Protestants out there, if you're Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist, non-denom, you're an offshoot of the Roman Catholic Church. Sorry, that is just history. So in 1054... There was a separation of the churches. Practicality is it took a little while after that and really was solidified after the Fourth Crusade where, you know, French and Italian and Venetian crusaders attacked a Christian um, nation of the Eastern Roman Empire and stormed and sacked Constantinople. Eastern Rite Christians, and we call them Eastern Orthodox um, for those, is a different branch of Christianity. I like how uh, one pope uh, mentioned it. He said, you know, Christianity has two lungs and you got to breathe with both lungs, the right, the, the east and the west. And so Western Christianity is totally different. Um, and tr- I, it's, it'd be almost impossible in a 10, 15 minute podcast to explain it. But I'm going to give it a good shot. So... The Western Christianity is all about intellectual learning how to do things. Um, Let's see if I can dig in and learn enough about my faith or my spirituality or study the Bible enough and study these these concepts that are so deep, this theology enough, that that will help me get saved. Now, of course, they say, you know, you can only be saved through Jesus and you got to do certain things. But really... When you step back and you get rid of all that that um, gobbledygook, that it really is about intellectual knowledge. So the Western Church focus, and that goes back to Augustine and a few other big theologians of the time, but they focus on learning and getting knowledge about God. Okay, the Eastern Church. So this would be the church in what is now Turkey, but that was the Byzantine Empire, Eastern Roman Empire, um, the Middle East. Yes, they're still there, actually. Um, Northern Africa, 
all the way down to actually the Sudan had uh, Christians at one time. Um, you know, peace, the whole Balkans, the whole Balkan um, civil wars, even up until 20, 30 years ago, were all based on what was going on with the Eastern Christian Church. And Russia, the biggest Eastern Church, you know, they they look at their Christianity different. They're spiritually different. And it's not so much about learning about God is it is about worshiping correctly. The word orthodox means right standing. You know, we use the word, oh, you know, that's an orthodox approach, or that boxer's orthodox, which means he's right-handed. Um, unorthodox means left-handed. You know, they, you know, so, but it means right standing. It means doing the work. So the work, you know, in, in the work of the people, the liturgy, is all the prayers. I've always liked the Eastern Church because you go in, there's incense, and you can see that in the Catholic Church, but they got rid of it, you know, in the 1960s, got rid of a lot of it. But the mysticism, mysticism means there's a mystery to it. And the Eastern Church really focuses on mysticism, which is prayer, sometimes repetitive prayer, and concentration on your tasks. So they would say simple prayers or simple, you know, words out of Scripture, or poems or prayers while they were working. And that's where you have the whole group of monks, monastic movement. You have groups of of people that all they do all day long is work and they pray. Now, that's an amazing thing. And out of that tradition came a different view of the world. That's why, you know, there's still a separation today between the East and the Western churches. Still separate today. Um, they have five main bishops, but they've turned to more national churches. So the Czechoslovakian church has has their own head pope or what they call a patriarch. You know, the Bulgarian church does, the Serbian, the Russian, the Egyptian, you know, and on onward and onward. They have their own head dudes where, you know, the Western church out of Rome would just have one pope or one leader. Or one patriarch. What does that all mean, Fred? Why does this even matter? Well, during the times of the medieval times, you had part Catholics would attack, you know, certain certain areas of uh, Europe, Eastern Europe, and then pull back. And they would convert the churches and said, you can keep your rituals, you can keep your liturgy, you can keep how you worship and celebrate. You can keep your prayers, you can keep how you, you do all your ceremonies. Um, you just have to use the word Pope in your in your prayers. Um, I think they were called dipex at that time, where you say we go through a, a list of people we pray for and just insert the Pope. But you're going to be under the Pope's thumb or Pope's rule, he's the boss. And a lot of those churches just went with it because it came at the end of a sword or a gun. You know, the, the, a military would roll in and say, you now are, you know, um, Roman Catholic. Well, we don't want to do Roman Catholicism. Well, okay, then you, you know, you can keep all your rituals, but you're still under the Pope. The biggest uh, church like that is the Ukrainian Catholic Church. And if you go to a Ukrainian Catholic church, you will not be able to tell the difference between its rituals and ceremonies and a Russian Orthodox church in Moscow, except there's a few prayers for the Pope in there. And there's some more modern things. But you're going to have all these icons. You're going to have the same incense. You're going to have the same type of prayers. Prayers you would never hear in a Roman Catholic church. 
In fact, they're very similar. There's hardly any separation. Out of this tradition came a man called George Maloney. And back in the 60s and 1970s, um, you know, you had people looking into mysticism. They were into New Age in America. He came out of California, I believe. And they were looking at, you know, different ways of connecting with God. And he was an Eastern Rite Catholic, which means he was still connected to the Catholic Church. He would dress almost like a Catholic priest. But he did all the ceremonies, all the rituals, all the spirituality, all the theology of the Eastern Church. So with that Eastern mind is a different view. And that's what really took, took me, you know, by surprise and hold when I started studying his works is how Eastern Christians, and I went further and studied some of the, the Eastern theologians, but he was so succinct. He was trying to write to the lay public in the 1960s and 70s and 80s. They were going through a spasm of spirituality, you know, the, the, the peace movement, the flower movement. And he had always said that, you know, Eastern Christianity is completely different because the goal is to learn about God by being good, by doing godly things, by by simple things like prayer and what you would call meditation. And he didn't mean go up into a mountain. He's like, you can meditate while you're doing dishes. You can meditate while you're doing your work. You can focus on the bigger things in life, including God. He really focused on a Christian concept called the Trinity, where God's three persons in one. He's Jesus. Um, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father. And what he said is, if you're a Christian, you're supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Every Christian, Protestant, Baptist, Catholic, Orthodox, they would say that's that's a main tenet if you believe in the Trinity. There are some Christians that don't do Trinitarian theology, but uh, that's not a place for this quick podcast. But the interesting thing is, he said, all right, now you have to imagine if that's true, you can't separate the Trinity. It is inseparable. That's a tenet of all Christianity, except those small little um, Protestant denominations that are non-Trinitarian. So what does that mean? That means God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is looking out through your eyes and is moving in your hands and is moving in your feet. That blew my mind. He talked about those kind of concepts that you're never alone, that you're walking around and God looks through your eyes and empowers you at all time. The creator of the universe, God the Father. That was amazing to me. That blew my mind. Again, he wasn't very popular in you know Western culture, um, but now his works are really after he passed away some time ago. He actually passed away. He, uh, he left the Catholic Church and joined the Orthodox Church in his last couple years um, only because he needed a place to die and grow old. Um, and I think he ended up in like Johnstown, Pennsylvania, where there's a, a small little uh, Orthodox Church group, um, Eastern Orthodox Church. So, you know, when you think about, when you think about, you know, what is spirituality? You have all these new age people saying that, oh, you know, be part of the universe, be co-creators. That was written about thousands of years ago in the Eastern Christian Church. How we are supposed to participate with him. 
with God, the creator of the universe, we are supposed to participate with him in its ongoing creation. And George Maloney talked all about that. You can get his books for three or four bucks um, off of Amazon. I probably have almost all his writings. I'm missing a few. Um, I, I collect for a couple years and take a couple years off and then go back and see what I don't have. But it's a different look. And yes, it's mainstream Christianity, but it's Eastern. It takes a different view. It's a very non-stressful view, but it's an empowering view. When you realize, if you really do believe these concepts, then who's looking out your eyes? Who's working your hands? Who's working your feet? And if you really want to get close to God, just do the things you're doing now well. Just work on what you're doing now well. So you can be worshiping while you're working out, while you're doing the dishes, while you're parenting. Church never goes away. That was a great concept that I learned from, you know, studying the Eastern Church and studying the works of George Maloney, who dialed it down and, you know, made it easy to digest for the 1970s and, and late 60s crowd and early 80s. He did do some... Um, did do some academic research into um, certain um, theologians, talked about their works, you know, did some commentary is the fancy word we're using theology on it. But um, you don't have to get those books. There are many books that, that he wrote, like Entering the Heart of Jesus and be, Why Not Become Fire and, and you know, many books about um, the indwelling tw trinity that if you can't, you know, ontologically separate, that means philosophically, you can't separate the Trinity, then if you are a Christian and you do have the Holy Spirit in you, you have all three um, heads, uh, all three persons of the Godhead um, living with inside you. That blew my mind. And that made change kind of how, how you look at life without fear, without anxiety, and will give you some strength in times when you really need it most. So I thought I would just share that. Um, people had asked me about that. Get his books. Um, every one of them is worth it. They're quick reads. Um, and I reread them. I reread re re a couple every year. And I think it will actually change your view. If you don't understand the history of, of the church or Christianity, I, I, I suggest you learn a little history about it if you're a Christian. Um, for my Jewish friends and Muslims friends, it's interesting reading. Um, for my secular friends, it's still interesting reading. Um, the way he wrote it was for a modern reader. George Maloney wrote this. Uh, Father Maloney wrote this for a modern reader who was going through modern problems in modern times and was using the words of ancient Christian leaders and theologians amazing he did a great job he did a really great job and he put he was prolific he he was putting out a couple books every year there for a while because they were they're easy to digest um it was amazing just absolutely amazing um how he took big weighty subjects and digest them out so i thought i would share that a little bit 
Um, again, if you're you're not into spirituality or religion, I understand. Everyone go your own way. But if you start reading Father Maloney, it may change your life. And this has been another fact podcast.